10 dark secrets of your city and welcome to another episode of 10 dark secrets of your city just like the millions of people living in them cities have secrets too i mean if a city has say a population of 10 lakhs each one of those people must have at least one secret to keep that's at least 10 lakh secrets but we're interested in a special kind of secret the fact that you cheated on your diet today and had some chocolate won't get you into too much trouble. But let's say there's a man in your neighborhood who lives all alone, doesn't really socialize with the neighbors. And every weekend, you see someone going into his house, but you never see them leave. Now that would be much more interesting. Those are the kinds of stories I'll be talking about in this series. In the last episode, I was telling you about my hometown, Kolkata, and how it had a serial killer several years before the infamous Jack the Ripper struck London. What made the case unique was the fact that the killer was a woman. But she was ultimately caught and hanged. But before she died, she told her whole story to her arresting officer. But what about a serial killer who has never been caught? Before we get into that, let me tell you what a serial killer is. The boring dictionary definition is this. A serial killer is typically a person who murders three or more people, usually in service of abnormal psychological gratification, with the murders taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time in between. So, it's just like you see in the movies. The person has to kill. It's an urge they have. Like you have that urge to cheat on your diet and have some chocolate every night. Okay, just kidding. Chocolate cannot be compared to murder. But we do have a case of a serial killer who was never caught. Right here in Calcutta. But the story begins in Bombay, or Mumbai, as she is now called. We go back to 1985. Amitabh Bachchan is on all the film posters. Premier Padminis are on the roads. And there is only one TV channel. And yours truly is all of four years old. That's the year it starts. It starts in an area called Sion and then spreads to the King's Circle nearby. Police start finding homeless people who sleep on the pavements, dead. In each case, the victim has been killed by having his head crushed by a heavy stone. And when I say heavy, I do mean heavy. It weighed, in some cases, as much as 30 kilos. Now, killing homeless people presents a huge problem for the cops. First, it becomes difficult to identify the victim. It's not like everyone used to carry an Aadhaar card back then. Most of these people were dirt poor, probably coming from far-off villages to make a living. They were sleeping alone and didn't have friends who missed them. And besides, their heads were crushed, remember? How do you identify someone once their head becomes 2D instead of 3D? Now, it's not all like it is in the movies. It's not like you have two murders and the cops go, Hmm, I think we have a serial killer. In real life, in India at least, we don't have that kind of coordination between police stations and officers. We certainly didn't back then, so it takes a while. As many as six murders happen before the cops start noticing a pattern. All six victims are homeless. All of them slept alone. And worst of all, there seem to be no motive for the murders. What would anyone gain by killing a poor homeless person? You know from detective stories that anyone investigating a crime first looks at who gains by it. In this case, there's nothing to gain, which makes catching the killer that much more difficult. But then suddenly, a stroke of luck. A homeless man working as a waiter is attacked with a heavy stone, but he manages to escape. 
Finally, the cops think we can at least get a description of the killer, but no. The waiter was sleeping in a very poorly lit area of Sion and he didn't see the killer's face. And then, suddenly, in the middle of 1988, the killings stop. We fast forward by one year to the summer of 1989. Change the Premier Padmini's to ambassadors, put a lot of hammers and sickles on the wall and you get Calcutta. Yours truly is nine, I think I'm in class four, it's June and the weather is just insane. 40 degrees, 100% humidity, people are getting steamed. And in the middle of all of this, the first victim appears. Another homeless man sleeping on the street, has his head crushed by a heavy stone. By this time, the press has given the unknown serial killer a name, Stone Man. Over the next six months, 13 people are killed by having their heads crushed by heavy stones. All the murders happen in and around one of Calcutta's greatest landmarks, the Howrah Bridge. On the Calcutta end of the bridge is Bara Bazaar, one of Eastern India's largest markets. Employed in the market are a large number of daily labourers, many of whom are homeless and they form the bulk of the victims. The cops create a profile. It's probably a man. Probably tall and well built. He is lifting very heavy stones after all. But beyond that, they have nothing. Nada. Zilch. So they do the only thing that cops can do in a situation like this. As panic grips the streets, Calcutta police deploys a record number of people on the streets at night. A massive number of arrests are made based on suspicion and as suddenly as they had begun, the murders stop. So the cops think, maybe we have the stone man in our net, but they have no incriminating evidence against any of the people they've arrested and they're forced to let them all go. To date, the stone man of Mumbai and Kolkata remains unapprehended. Who was he? Why was he killing people? And where did he go? Also, I wonder where he got his murder weapons from. One does not just find 30 kilo stones lying around, does one? So was he carrying boulders around in a car? No one knows. And no one ever will. Kolkata's stone man is one of her greatest secrets. My name is Deep and this has been 10 Dark Secrets of Your City. I'll be back with more in the next episode.